AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's how we own it! Once again, we have another one of our friends. Well, I wouldn't even say friends. This is our sister. Our comrade, our accomplice, our partners in justice, Tiffany Dina Lofton. She <laughs> is the immediate past national director of the NAACP Youth in College. She's also one of our biggest advisors at Until Freedom, and she's the senior advisor at Grassroots Law Project. Welcome to the show, finally, Dina. I don't even call her Tiffany, I call her Dina. Dina, Tiffany believe- Dina Lofton, what's going on? I can't believe you haven't been on our show. That's like crazy. Like I thought you were one of the first. We had all of Stephen Green, Leslie Redmond. We had all of our um, young leading organizers on at one point. I had no idea that you had been with us, but I guess today is the right time. Today is the day. Today is the day. Slow and steady. We've been working out here. So I'm just honored to be on the show. And even if I'm not on the show, I'm with y'all in person. So, and I've made, I've done better at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You with us so much that we assume that you on the show. You know what I'm saying? That's like, right. oh, Tiffany been there three, four. I that's thought right. you were there three, four times. Yeah, I was with y'all in the studio. I just wasn't on the screen, but here we go. There you go. Now, that's it's like Tiffany it is the show. You are the show. You are the work. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank so you. Listen, so, you know, as much as we love you and we, 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 you know, we could do the little small talk all the time, but right now we have serious business and you're here to give us some updates, you know, about brother Julius and um, what's, what's currently going on. And I, I hear there's a lot of little things going, you know, some were negative, some were positive as of late. So give us some updates. So I'm gonna start with this top headline. Elections are so damn important, y'all. <laughs> Elections are so damn important. So uh, today is uh, Thursday. We're on Monday. I flew from Washington D.C. to Oklahoma City, anticipating Julius's clemency hearing that was going to take place at 9 a.m. When I landed around 9 p.m. on that Monday, 
I got, my phone was blowing up telling me that the clemency hearing had been postponed. And I was trying to figure out why. In 2015, the state of Oklahoma halted all of its executions. It, it, is, the, it is one of the deadliest states, it, I think it's the second, but it's the, one of the deadliest states in um, when it comes to the death penalty. There were a couple of botched executions that took place in 2015. What that means is, and so I need people to breathe because this is really heavy to talk about. What that means is that they, they issued two executions through lethal injection, but the cocktail of the lethal injection didn't work. And so people suffered before they died. So Oklahoma stopped the executions in 2015. Julius is one of seven people, Julius Jones is one of seven people who is now scheduled on death row to be executed between now, which uh, was supposed to be today, with the first being John, a gentleman named John Grant, uh, until March of next year. There are seven people on that list in that roster. The state of Oklahoma is now saying, we're just going to continue these executions. It, nothing has happened since 2015 up until now. They're just saying we want to continue them. But they went to these seven people on death row and said to them, if we can't do the lethal injection because it doesn't work, how else do you want to be killed? Mm. Wow. Wow. Six out of the seven of them said, F you, you're not going to make me choose my way to commit suicide. And it is actually against my religious beliefs to commit suicide. So I'm not giving you that, 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 that easy way out. On September 13th, the uh, pardon and parole board, who are people appointed by the governor, and the governor is selected by the people, they uh, passed a, uh, a decision, a recommendation to the governor, basically saying, keep Julius alive with the possibility of parole. Don't kill him. We have evidence that, that proves that he could be innocent. Now, the pardon and parole board is not a court or a jury. It's just the pardon and parole board. So only power that they, the only power that they have is to issue a recommendation to the governor. The governor looked at that recommendation and said, I'm not going to make this decision. Y'all go back and have an entire hearing and do it again. There's a couple of reasons why he could have did that. My personal belief is he's being too much of a punk to make a decision when he could easily at any moment in time sign a piece of paper stopping this entire process and freeing Julius and making sure he's home for the holidays. The governor has not done that yet. He keeps putting the blame and trying to redirect it so that the pardon and parole board can now have that responsibility. He does not want to make that decision. So a lot of stuff has happened since then that we can talk about later, but where we're at right now is because of, because of the protest that those seven people took, excuse me, six out of the seven people took saying, don't kill me, I don't wanna be killed, you better figure this out. There was a lawsuit on the state of Oklahoma that went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, go ahead and continue with the executions. Since they, don't, since they didn't find another way, they didn't, they didn't tell us how else they wanna be killed, go ahead and do lethal injection then. We were worried about that. And so then we found out that the 10th Circuit, because it got challenged, the 10th Circuit, which is the regional court of that area, that, which Oklahoma is a part of, said, no, 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 no. Y'all acting crazy over there in Oklahoma. No execution. Stop it. This has, been a, this has been a game. And it's been really hard as somebody who's an organizer supporting the local members on the ground, supporting the family, both Antoinette Jones and, uh, and mom, I call her Mama Jones, but Madeline Jones, Mama Jones and their brother and their dad, and especially Julius, who's been on death watch for over a week, listening to these different reports come in at any point in time. Am I gonna get killed? Am I not gonna get killed? Y'all gonna kill me? Y'all not gonna kill me? It's been an emotional roller coaster for the family, for the community, and especially for Julius. Where we're at right now is because that 10th Circuit said, don't kill nobody. The Attorney General, he has now tried to challenge that decision of the 10th Circuit Court 
And we are waiting for that response. Because of that challenge from the Attorney General, General O'Connor, uh, today was uh, October 28th. There was a gentleman by the name of John Grant who was scheduled to be executed today. He is on pause. Mm. Julius Jones, he has a set execution date for November 18th. Because that 10th Circuit said no more executions, November 18th has been canceled. That is a victory. Mm. But it's not the long-term victory. We want Julius to be free, right? If the November 18th is canceled, he stays in prison for the rest of his life. The only two opportunities we have right now to save Julius and get him home is one, again, the general, excuse me, the governor has to sign uh, the permission for him to be released, not just on his own accord, but his own board, his pardon and parole board said, this is the right thing to do. So he should sign that and go with that recommendation. Or Julius has a scheduled hearing, the clemency hearing that got rescheduled on November 1st, which is this coming Monday. Mm. We need that clemency hearing to happen so that Julius can tell his story for the first time, so that people can, so that we can hear what his alibi, what he was at home with his family when the murder happened. We have to be able to have the witnesses and the information and the stuff that was not shared the first time 21 years ago when Julius had his first case and his attorneys didn't have any experience running a capital murder case or dealing with anybody on death row. We are calling for November 1st to happen for that hearing to take place. We need the governor's pardon and parole board to happen. It is not up to the pardon and parole board if that's going to happen on November 1st. It's up to the executive director. His name is Tom Bates. And it's up to the general counsel of the pardon and parole board. So -hmm. we need those two solutions to happen right now. We need that hearing on Monday and we need the governor to take action immediately so that Julius can come home and so that the Paul, Paul, excuse me, uh, Paul Howell's family, who was the man who was killed, his family can can be at ease and rest and recover because we are praying for his family too. What happened to his family, what happened to him is not okay. But we also don't want them to kill another innocent man and call that justice just because. We need the governor and we need the pardon and parole board to do the right thing. But, I, but I'm under the um, understanding that Mr. Howell's family does not support the support. They, the, they do not support Julius being released. They do not support that, no. They do not. Is accurate? Yes, ma'am. That so is they, accurate. They do not they support believe, that. They believe that even with all the evidence with all the information that has released over the last several years, but certainly most recently, all the work that has happened in the state of Oklahoma, even knowing, um, because I've actually watched uh, information get out there about the person that is actually, well, that that is alleged to be uh, responsible uh, for um, Mr. Howell's murder. Even with all of that, the family is saying they still think Julius should be held and executed or just held. It's I've watched two interviews, Oklahoma's media. They've had two interviews. I have watched them, Tamika, say that they want him to be held and executed. That is what I've heard latest from the Howell family. Yes. Wow. Okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just so unfortunate, man. Just be, being a victim of the injustice system, just understanding how they get it wrong, just understand how you can be falsely accused and sit and just serve time for a crime that you didn't commit, right? To know that there's a brother, and, and he's not the only brother. And throughout history, we found out that people sitting on death row should have never been on, even in prison. And to see that we still have a justice system that when there is even a shred or doubt 
that someone committed a crime is willing to put someone to death is is so is mind-boggling to me. Like it, it doesn't if someone else admits to a crime that you're about to take someone's life for, that in itself should at least say we're not taking this. Stop the process. That's right. You know, and, and, and the fact that that is not the process is the fact that that doesn't immediately happen to me is just like, who created these laws? Who, what, you know, they said that the laws are supposed to be for the people, by the people. What people sat down and came up with this process and said that this made sense? Right. Some very sick people, my son. This, I've learned a lot. So I've been doing organizing work for the last 12 years. This, I've worked on a lot of cases to free people who were about to be executed. I've never been this close to the family. And I've spoken to Julius. Um, there, there are two sick things that have come up for me in this case. One is, I don't understand why if somebody, in this case, Julius Jones, I don't understand why if Julius Jones had a hearing that was scheduled so that he could testify, so that they could sort out the evidence, and make a recommendation to the governor. I don't understand why then the warden of Oklahoma State Penitentiary, where he is currently sitting, would put him on death watch before his hearing took place. It's mind boggling to me. When you are about to be on death watch, they ask you the most sickening questions. What do you want your last meal to be? Who do you want to hold your hand when you do it? Who do you want to witness the execution? psychologically what that can do to somebody. And then they, they lock you underneath the jail in a little cold cell and they feed you food through the door. But you have, you have a 50-50 possibility because you just got a recommendation to the governor to keep you alive. So why they would put you on death watch to begin with is sticking to me. And to your point, uh, my son, about policies and who makes these rules, that was the warden's decision. And the warden is not elected. Then I'm trying to understand why we even do the death penalty to begin with. Right, right. Why is that even still a thing? That right. states, that people, that, that systems, we, we know, we know that there are people who have been executed who were innocent and we still do it. We know that there are other ways we have talked about restorative justice in this injustice system and, and that executing people actually doesn't stop crime. So there is a whole entire conversation we need to have. And, and, I, and I have learned so much and been challenged so much. I have lost sleep. I've had nightmares. I've been praying very hard for Julius. We, this is, we, not we, because we didn't do this shit. Can I cut that? We didn't do this. But the, the people who made these decisions, to your point, my son, are some cruel, sick, and devilish people. How, how you can even do that to me is like, I don't understand who, I, I don't even understand how you're human. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's torture and yeah. it's disgusting. And it happens to our people the most. It's unbelievable if you ask me, man. You know, it's I, sickening. I've, I've been yeah, watching this case, you know, and watching you, you know, people real close to me, Irv, you know, this is one of his close friends and just seeing the toll that, that is taken, you know, and, and it's not even, this is not even somebody that I I'm physically know, but just watching it through y'all and just, just having a heart as a human being, it's like, damn, this man's life is, is on the verge of being taken for something that more than likely, you know, there is evidence that says that he didn't do. That's right. You know? And since he's been incarcerated, so he went to jail when he was 19, he's 41 now. At this point, he's been in jail longer than he's been alive for something that he didn't do and wasn't even at. 
And so to take his life, that means he lived 19 years. Because it's like, we're, we're talking about taking his life in the execution sense, right? Yeah. But to take his life and to lock him up. He's been in there since he was 19. And what I, and so, so one, he's been held wrong, right? Like the, he wasn't supposed to be in it to begin with. His, his future has been taken from him. And if he has any small chance of a future after this, which is dependent on the work that we all do. So quick uh, call to action to folks. We need folks to go visit freejuliusjones.com. That is where folks can make phone calls to the if people are asking, how can I help? How can I help save this black man? We need folks to go visit freejuliusjones.com so that they can make phone calls, not only to the governor, but to the executive director and that general counsel that I was talking about. That window is very, 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 very small. We have between now and Monday. And if uh, we do win that, or excuse me, if we do not win that and the attorney general wins his case by uh, contesting what the 10th circuit did, then they will proceed with an execution. Mm. So this is not like, we got all the options are still on the table, but the window that we have is a lot smaller, right? We have between now and November 18th. Now we've got between now and whenever that attorney general response comes back. And we don't know when that is. That can come out tonight, right? Um, and so we have that smaller window, but I, 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 do, I want folks to go to freejuliusjones.com. I want folks to follow the grassroots law project. I want to shout out until freedom for all of the support that y'all have been doing both in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. Folks don't understand how we always organize and we'd be getting stuff done. But even on your social media page and the work that y'all have been doing and phone calls y'all been making have helped make that useful, have helped push the uh, envelope so that the governor can pay attention. Because no, the thing that we know, go ahead. It, it's interesting that you say that because I've sat by and, you know, people are all wired to me. Mallory always have something to say. Why does he? So sometimes I just sit by and I say, okay, let me just, you know, play my role, be in the background, do the things behind the scenes. But I realized that if I didn't say anything on social media and rev up our audience, if you will, the people who listen to and support us, it would just be days that go by. Julius wouldn't even be mentioned other than right. on grassroots law page. You know, of course, Sean King has talked about him, um, you know, several times. And you see some of the same people out there advocating. But the folks who claim that we all are uh, overwhelming and we are co-opting and we're all of these things, they have not done one thing to bring attention to this situation and to try to fight to save Julius's lives. And the reason why they can't do that is because they spend so much time focused on trying to tear other people down that they're not even, they don't have any goal. Cause they I don't, don't even do Julius, the work to me. Julius Jones is probably one of the most important issues of our time, right? right? Not because friends and family that we know have come to us, but no, we know the facts. We understand the story. And yet there are many days that Julius is not even being mentioned by some of these same people who have so much to say about us. And I recently saw you online saying that one, you don't know everything and two, you shouldn't spend your life talking about other people. And I know that the work sort of, at times, all of the energy, the negative energy, especially can get you down, especially while you're also working with someone who's on death row, dealing with his family. It's a lot. Irv Roland, for those people who don't know, we keep mentioning him, but we haven't said Irv Roland, who is our friend, who's also um, a, a coach within the uh, NBA. Um, he works very closely in, in terms of training 
um, uh, uh, athletes, not just in the NBA, but the NFL. And, and he also has a youth organization where he trains young people as well. And, and he's our brother. Um, you know, he said to me one day, I called him, he said in his heart, he believes that Julius's life is going to be saved. And I want to believe that also. But if for some reason, this system does not do what it is supposed to do, you should just know, Tiffany, that the world will acknowledge eventually how hard you went for Julius and how much um, it became your own story. Like, you know, not just something you're working on, but I see you and your own leadership developing and you growing. And so I just want to make sure to give you your flowers on street politicians and make sure you know that you're loved and appreciated. And that means so much to me coming from y'all as people that two things that you said, one, that means so much to me because everybody that we don't know can talk about us. But what really matters is the people that do know us. Yeah. And I also know that if at any point I am stepping out of line, which has happened before, that the people that love me and the people that got my back are the ones that I can go to who will tell me the truth. And so to even have, and this is not to reverence you and my son in any different way, right? But, but to have people that I look up to and people who I feel like have done this work genuinely, even though they get dragged, even though they get talked about. And folks don't always recognize this, but Tamika, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, Y'all get asked to come and do this work. You don't just go in everybody's business and show up and say, I'm going to help y'all and save the world. People at, same thing for Sean King. People called Sean to say, hey, can you help with the Julius Jones case? This wasn't him popping up saying I wanted to help. He actually tried to avoid it because he knows that people talk crap about him all the time. And I know that that struggle as a leader is hard. And so it, I have been yes. nervous, right, to say, okay, well, people, what the people going to say? But at the end of the day, exactly what you said, Tamika, it doesn't matter what people say. I'm doing God's work. God asked me to be here. God put me here. I've been praying since I left the NAACP to do work that really, really mattered to me. And this is the work that really, really matters. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because ain't nobody else going to fly to Oklahoma and yell at the governor, organize a protest, talk to Julius on the phone, who also believes that he will be saved. Julius doesn't believe he's going to die. I've spoken to Julius. Julius says, listen, I, I believe and I have prayed that I'm going to be here but that this is, a, this is about me and God is using me for a bigger cause. Mm. And if Julius, if Julius on death row can say that to me, then I have no other choice but to do the work. So that means a lot, sis. Thank you for my flowers. I love you. That's right. Roses, bouquet of roses. <laughs> well, Tiffany, it was, you know, it's a pleasure to have you. It's always a pleasure. Like she said, the work you're doing is definitely God's work. I got to get you your God's work hat because you got to wear it, you know? But um, we love you, man. Continue to, to fight. We, we're praying for Julius. We're fighting for Julius. And like you said, we believe that God is going to do what he does, man. And he will definitely be free. And he will be back where he's supposed to be, man. So let's just, from God's ears, from our mouth to God's ears. Amen. All right, Amen. peace, Tiffany. Thank you. Keep love fighting. You. Thank you. Love fight. you guys. Love you too. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.